The UCLA Professional Program in Acting for the Camera is a graduate-level, competitive admission, non-degree program that begins each fall. Participants gain knowledge from successful industry professionals and receive a world-class acting education in three quarters, consisting of scene study, acting for the camera, and career development workshops. An intimate classroom environment with a maximum of 16 students accepted each year and a certificate of completion from the UCLA School of Theater, Film, and Television. Students are encouraged to apply early for this life-changing program. Just Google UCLA Professional Programs. You'll find us. Welcome to In the Envelope a podcast from Backstage, the one-stop shop for actors and creators both above and below the line. I am your host, Vinny Mancuso, Backstage Senior Editor and Professional Entertainment Obsessive. I'll be your guide through every corner of the creative industry with the help of some of your favorite stars. Here you'll find intimate, in-depth talks with today's most award-worthy names in film, television, and theater. Along the way, we'll get advice on living your best creative life, relatable stories of the highest highs and lowest lows, and maybe, just maybe, a rare peak in the envelope. This expectation of something changing or this dramatic thing in your life is going to happen and now people are going to see you in a different way or whatever, very quickly I understood that that's just not something I want to look forward to or pay attention to because that's not the reason why I do my job. Welcome to In the Envelope, the actor's podcast. I am your host, Vinny Mancuso. And today we are joined by the woman who will probably be at the center of all of your movie talks, your film debates, your award conversations, what have you for the rest of the year and probably beyond. I'm talking, of course, about Anna de Armas. Obviously, she's already a superstar thanks to Blade Runner 2049, Knives Out, No Time to Die, The Gray Man. But today we're talking blonde, specifically her genuinely genuinely remarkable performance at the center of the film as Marilyn Monroe. Blonde is controversial, it is brutal, it is hard to watch. Blonde is everything you've heard about it and more. Uh, Hopefully by the time you watch or listen to this podcast, uh, you've seen the movie, you know what it's like, and you know that no matter how you feel about it, the one thing that's pretty undeniable is that D'Armas is breathtaking in the lead role. Uh, We dive into all of it, uh, from her preparation to her process, the skills she added to her acting toolkit, uh, the skills she took away from her acting toolkit. It's just a great in-depth talk about what it takes to put on a performance like this. Now, I should also mention that if you want even more Ana de Armas, how could you not? She will also be our backstage cover star in early October. Uh, You'll get even more insights, some stunning original photos, uh, and a new profile written by yours truly. Look for it wherever you buy your magazines. Uh, But for right now, let's get right into the conversation. Here is Ana de Armas. Hi, Ana. How's it going? Good. Uh, 
Great, great. Uh, how did the photo shoot go yesterday? We're all very excited for this cover story. Very good, very fast. It was fun. Um, amazing, amazing. We're, we're really looking forward to it. Um, and I did, you know, I did want to start off by saying uh, congratulations on uh, an astounding performance uh, in Blonde. Uh, it's really, it's really just breathtaking work. Uh, same goes the same goes to your dog Elvis. Also, an incredible performance in the film. I mean, come on! You're the first person so far that have mentioned him. It was it was breath. It was really great work, especially for a debut performance. <laughs> yeah, I do want to I do want to start off um, because we're we're going to try and cover a lot here for the cover and the podcast and all that. But I do want to start off by asking this question. Something I'm I'm very interested in, uh, especially after the photo shoot yesterday and the junket today. Um, does any of that feel um, different for you? Uh, for a movie like Blonde, which is which is so much about that part of of acting and about that part of Hollywood, does it does it have a different uh, sense uh, for you? Uh, just 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 when you try and untangle all that Blonde is trying to say. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I sometimes I yeah I haven't thought about that, but I guess it does. It does feel different. But it feels it feels different because um, I'm very proud of. Uh, the work we did, very proud of the, the the movie and the performance, and 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 I'm very happy when you when you talk to someone who you feel like understood the movie, that connected with the movie and the character, and that's great. And then uh, at the same time, it's terrifying because you know it's you know not everyone agrees with that, and they have mixed feelings about the film, and and you know it's been three years since we shot this movie and um, it's it's uh, of course you want everyone to love it and say beautiful things about it but you know that's not possible so it's kind of like a big release and letting that go and at the same time uh, very scary because of course I have very personal feelings connected to the work and, and the experience but that's not what people deal with. <laughs> so I'm excited for, you know, I'm excited to talk to people and discuss the movie and the the research and the preparation and all of that. And at the same time, I know things will be taken out of context or misinterpreted or, you know, all of these things. So it feels it's a very vulnerable place to be. <laughs> Because I'm excited and at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, well, I guess we'll see what's going to happen. I don't know. She, she was probably in this position many, many times. Yeah, that's that's and, you know, it's, there's just so many um, meta layers to all of this, you know, with, the, with this film. And, you know, the, the idea that th this is such a film about how, you know, Norma Jean created Marilyn. And then, you know, in your preparation process, you are creating a Norma Jean of your own um, and, and creating a Marilyn of your own. It's all very... You know, it's, I, I'm curious how you, you know, untangled that. It's, 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 it's a lot to sort of wrap my head around. So I can only assume how, how what it was like for you. So, what was your sort of um, first entry points to that very tangled web? I think, I think for the most part, I had to, of course, the Marilyn part and the recreations and the character and her look and physicality was extremely important. We had to get that very right. But my approach to it was, you know, to me, I was making a movie about Norma Jean. That was my center. She was Norma Jean. And then I would 
dial it up a little bit and turn on Marilyn. And I also felt like that's what she did too, you know, uh, when she had to, when she was supposed to. So in my opinion, I was just being Norma for the most part. And because it's easy, it's, it's easier for me to connect to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's relatable. It's, I can understand it. I have experience in a way, things like that. I could, I couldn't, I could feel that, what she was going through. A lot of, a lot of the work is just imagination, you know, empathy, uh, just trying to connect with, with the story and her, her pain, her trauma, her guilt, just imagining, you know, her childhood and what she went through and still try so hard. And then the Marilyn part of it was a lot of observation work, just watching over and over. There's so much material, it's mm-hmm. so much. It's the script and the book, but also you can't even count the images, the pictures, the, you know, anything you can find on YouTube, audios, interviews, like it's just so much about her. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was months and months and months of just researching all of it, all the stories or all the versions, but everything was, you know, it was all good information. It was all good to, uh, things to build. Um, Mm -hmm. And, but yeah, I wasn't trying to kind of like separate that you know, one from the other. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's it's tough because uh, there's so, like you said, there's so much record of her, but there's so little record of like when she was Norma Jean. Like, I, I think something that this movie gets across is the world never really knew Norma Jean. And I'm, I'm curious if there was in your research um, a moment where something clicked into where you could, you you knew what it was to be Norma Jean versus what it was to be Marilyn and and what what it was what image or piece of audio you saw where something clicked for you where you 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 could you understood that very subtle divide going on you know i think there was this um there was this interview it was only audio you couldn't see her and it was at her house and you could you could tell that she was a little she was drinking she was a little tipsy her voice was very graspy and she was laughing and and it was a, a completely different person because of course we're familiar with the on-screen mm-hmm. voice and on-screen image and character uh, so everything else that you find there it it, it really feels like it's kind of shocking. Oh my gosh, that's not what I, what? Is that, is that the same person? They were like, Andrew created this like over 700 pictures, a, a, a Bible in images mm-hmm. that you could see the whole movie uh, through the, the pictures. And there were a few pictures where you could see that she was not prepared for the shot, that she was just thinking in between shots and her expression. There was this kind of like exhaustion and heaviness and that those pictures I remember I had printed in my, uh, you know, printed and put in my, in my, in my house and then also in the trailer because it was kind of like a reminder of, I have seen way too many pictures of her smiling and being happy. 
This mm-hmm. one is the one that I haven't. And I need to remember how exhausting it was to keep that show going on, <laughs> you know? And, you know, there was also a note from Andrew. I remember uh, at the beginning playing all these, you know, really hard scenes, you know, where she's been, she's been mocked at or they're being dismissive with her or abused or things like that, where I would, you know, kind of like feel protective and, and get angry. And Andrew told me, you can't get angry. Like rage is not allowed for you. Like you can't mm-hmm. afford that. She, she doesn't have that in her survival kit. Like she had no boundaries and she had no, no way of like pushing back. And that's why people kept, you know, taking and taking and taking. Except for one, that period in the movie of Some Like a Hot where she was really angry. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you can't, she, she couldn't, she couldn't navigate situations with that. So if you think about that, I, I, that to me was a huge revelation. Like I can't, I have to figure out how to get out of situations without anger. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the, the tragedy of it is that she couldn't do it. And yeah. so you, you as an actor, you know, it's, is it almost sort of like you have to take something out of your toolbox? Yeah. It, it, that makes out. you, that makes you really good at other things mm-hmm. because you need to enhance all your other skills and abilities to, to survive, to keep, to keep going. So, you know, when you understand that, it's amazing because you can't, you know, it just makes you, yeah, pull from, pull from other places. Because I think anger is a very healthy thing mm-hmm. for all of us. Uh, so not, not having the luxury of using that was very interesting. It's like being in a, in a dark room, you know, and you, you have to, your hearing gets better and your, your feeling gets better. That's, that's really interesting. Um, I, I'm curious, you know, when, when, you know, this is a, it's a nearly three hour long movie. Um, I'm sure it was shot out of a sequence. Um, and there's, there are so many, you know, moving parts and sequences and set pieces. I'm curious how you, how you tracked um, where your emotion was um, in any given scene. Cause it is such a, you know, up, down, left, right sort of performance. Um, how are you keeping track of where uh, Norma was and where you were at, at any given time during the production and the shoot? I mean, thank God it was just one at a time because mm-hmm. um, it was, um, you know, I think the movie is also not chronological, mm-hmm. literally. Like there are things that, of course, you, uh, there are chunks in the movie that do connect with each other, but then you do have also very big jumps in time. So I had a great director, you know? I just, I, I give Andrew credit for that. And I, and I feel like we all worked in, 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 you know, as a team from the makeup department to wardrobe and Andrew and me and, you know, the other actors, it was kind of like, I don't know, somehow it all, it all made sense when we were doing it. And yeah, there are things that you do, it's sometimes, explaining the process of some something mm-hmm. doesn't you're so much in it you're 
ex, you know, living in it. This was also three years ago. It's like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. With a, a pandemic in between. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but I think it, it was, a, you know, I had a lot of eyes and minds, bright minds, helping me with keeping, keeping track of, of it all. Applications are now available for UCLA School of Theater, Film, and Television's professional program in producing online. Taught by UCLA TFT faculty and over 30 notable industry guests covering their topic of expertise, this graduate-level online certificate program provides an intensive overview of producing for contemporary film, television, streaming, and immersive media. The program meets on Zoom for 38 weeknights over a 10-week period and can be taken in either the winter or the summer. For more information, just Google UCLA Professional Programs. I'm, I'm curious about the you know, working relationship with Andrew because I've I've seen you say that it's 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 arguably the most collaborative experience you've had with the director and you've guys had a lot of you know late night conversations about new ideas and stuff like that. What were those conversations like? What what were you sort of bouncing off each other when it came to this movie and what were the things you were sort of creating in the moment? What 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 was that like? Andrew is incredibly smart. He's and he he has a very interesting take on live and humor and and very great sensibility. Um you know, he he just he just knew how to he just knew how to guide me, and he knew how to explain to me. He's really good at explaining emotions and the mindset, and where is the place that she's going? You know, why she's going through this, and and at the same time, you know, he he wasn't. He wanted to be a part of it. He wasn't sitting at the monitor in another room talking through the walkie to me. He was with a tiny monitor next to me on set, you know, squatting down, you know, and he would talk to me even on top of the dialogue. He would just keep feeding things and and throwing things at me and let me improvise and encourage me to feel deeper and do more and do more and and you know I just I just never I felt like I never had even though it was a very specific character for obvious reasons uh I've never had this freedom in the sense of anything I would feel would work you know Mm -hmm. would be okay and he would just like throw things at me to make it bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about everything. We talked about Norma, her childhood, very personal experiences, why he connected to the story, why I connected to the story. That, that we definitely had com- things in common, you know? Um, yeah, the, what, did not, what didn't we talk about <laughs> is the mm-hmm. question. We, we, mm-hmm. Yeah, we shared, we shared everything. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you see that I, this this just feels like a um, a performance that could only come from a place of of complete openness, trust complete, and openness. yeah, complete trust, yeah. Because it's it's the thing that you talk to any actor, there there has to be that moment of uh, pure commitment, and that's hard for anyone who's not an actor to understand. It's hard for me to understand. Yeah. Where, where, you know, you have to give that that moment where you're like, okay, um, there's no there's no turning back. The train has left the station. Yeah. Um, and this, this performance really, it, 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 it can only have come from a place like that. So that it really comes out on screen. It was, it, it was like that. Yeah. I felt like 
he was so brave doing this movie and the way he the, the way he made it and and how he managed to guide an entire crew and everyone to I wasn't the only one who trusted and 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 believed in his vision every everyone did we were all in it uh, uh, we all knew what we were d doing and and it came from it came from his passion for it and and it, it was like that I feel like everyone was you know full-on committed and mm -hmm. You know, no one was going to shy away from from anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you um, remember the the first scene you shot as as Norma? What 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 was your sort of first day on 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 set? Having yeah, my very first day on set uh, was the scene at the apartment when she is escaping the abortion and she walks in the apartment on fire and she rescues the baby in the thrower. That was my first day. Uh, that's a, but that's one hell of an intro to, to yeah, this film. Yeah, yeah. But the next day, I felt like because in that scene, I don't, I don't say anything. I don't, mm -hmm. you know. So it was kind of like a nice way to break the ice. <laughs> a, a, a nice quote unquote. Yeah. Nice way, yeah. But but the next day was one of the scenes at the hospital with mother. When they walk outside and they sit in the bench and she shows her the pictures of, you know, all the photographs as a model and she asks about father and, and you know, it's a very long scene, a lot of dialogue. And that to me was, oh my gosh, I was terrified because, you know, I was, it was the first time I was speaking. So that was very strange feeling because I had been practicing, you know, like with the coach three, four hours every day, but no one has ever heard me talking like that. And, yeah. you know, and I'm acting with Julianne and, and Bobby and, you know, all the actors that saw me the first day I would act with them was, I was very nervous again because they know Marilyn, you know, better than me. Like they've seen her more than me. And I was, you know, I was trying not to get in my head. Um, so yeah, that, that was my first speaking scene. Is there, is there with ever, with any film you do, and especially this one, is there a moment where you do start to feel, I don't want comfortable. I, I don't know if that's the right word, but, but, but where that feeling goes away or does it, is it, a little helpful to never quite feel a, like a sense of, uh, you know, comfort or, or blase or getting used to it. Uh, is there a moment for you where that turns off and it becomes more natural or is it, is, is, how would you describe it yourself? I think it did. I think at some point I, I forgot, like I, I decided like, I can't, let's say I, I, I put aside what wasn't helpful for the part, and I kept what was feeling nervous, feeling insecure, feeling I was not being at times as good as I wanted to, feeling judged. Um, all of those things that I was feeling worked. Mm -hmm. So I used them, and I was like going with it because 
In the same way, I don't think Norma felt ever that she could live up to Marilyn. She mm -hmm. didn't even understand the way people would see Marilyn. She didn't see that. So in a way, that was kind of the things that were happening to me that I felt like that's exactly how she felt her entire life. And I have been myself through that. Um, Cuba, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I have a, I have a dialect coach for every movie, not just this one, just because mm -hmm. I want to do better. I want to, you know, and I have felt that myself, you know, uh, what are, you know, I felt judged and, and not appreciated many times. And I thought all of that was gold for this part. And, yeah, unfortunately, and I, and I and I but I wanted to, you know, I, I wanted to I wanted to be that vulnerable and I wanted to open myself to that. And I wanted to let that come across. And that was OK. You know what, what you're saying it just reminds you of the moment, a specific moment in the film that, that I, I found heartbreaking. It's towards the end in, where Norma is sort of, you know, begging Marilyn to come to back, come back and begging, yeah. not to do it. It just, it, that, that to me was, I think, you know, it illustrates the entire, the dynamic of Norma and Marilyn. And it's, I, I think it's a beautifully played scene. And uh, I, I think it, it sums up what you were trying to do with your performance. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a strange relationship. It's a, it's a, it's an armor and a prison at the same time. And she, she was tired of her and, you know, had enough and at the same time she needed her to survive and to continue so it's a really tough place to be in uh can you remember the um the, the final scene you shot as as uh marilyn or norma and what what that experience was like especially after this incredibly long process and this shoot and the the wait and the you know i think i think it was first announced that you were in this role in 2019 so before that what was it like to to then shoot your final scene uh, for this film as as Norma, and, and then sort of then transfer into the letting go process or whatever that is for you. Uh, the last scene that we shot was with the two younger boys in the sand looking at the stars. Oh wow! Wow. That was the our last day. Uh, we finished around three a.m. in the morning. I thought I was. It was a Friday, and I thought I was going to come back on Monday again. Mm -hmm. I just didn't, it didn't feel like I was saying goodbye. And maybe I didn't want to say goodbye. What happened is that on Monday, I was in London doing Paloma in James mm -hmm. Bond. So I think that literally I didn't have time to say goodbye and to let that go, which was, was very strange. Um, and I think there is a little bit of Marilyn in Paloma as well, which is really beautiful. <laughs> but That's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, it just felt like it was kind of surreal, like everyone was saying goodbye, but it didn't feel like it. I, I felt like, yeah, it was, um, it was strange. It's kind of like you've done something so big and meaningful to you and you're kind of like not still not processing that you just did that, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Something this movie really illustrates is for me, because uh, I, I found that I also in preparing for this and in watching the film, and I'm sure you've had this experience, I learned 
probably more about Marilyn and Mormon than I than than most people know because the history put so many labels on her. They said she was this, she was she was that, and it kind of perpetrated this this myth of the 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 star who came from nowhere. Uh, but she worked so hard. She she trained and she had roles before her breakout. Um, and it kind of just reminds me of of the moment you're in, where you know there's that myth of the overnight success and the the breakout. But you you worked for years. You 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 trained since you were 14. I, I, I'm curious. I'm just curious. Um, you know, what years of 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 training and and grinding and and having to start from scratch when you came to America? How that prepared you for the, the moment like this? How how that how that got you ready for what people what people see as a overnight success? You know, it's. It's funny because I've heard so many times with each project, this is the time, this yeah. is the one, the momentum, the, you know, these big words, mm-hmm. and these yeah. big yeah. expectations. And you're kind of like, my God, this is, you know, this is people that are, that I'm supposed to, to trust that, that, you know, like I, I, if they're saying it, it must be, so, it must be true. And then you feel like it is good. It, it, you know, it's good what happens and it's good that you get a good, re, you know, review or reaction from the audience or other directors, but there's nothing, you know, what is what does that mean? What what was the this is the one mean? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because to me, all I'm doing is working. Yeah. So, I have I've, I've what I'm trying to say is that this this expectation of something changing or this dramatic thing in your life is going to happen, and now you, you know people are going to see you in a different way or whatever. Very quickly, I understood that that's just not something I want to look forward to or 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 pay attention to because that's not the reason why I do my job. <laughs> you know, I work, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, uh, the reward for me is the experience, and maybe the reward for me is getting the opportunity to do something more interesting or a better role, mm-hmm. but not that big change that's going to happen. You don't, nobody knows that. Nobody, you know. Mm-hmm. And what really matters is, I think the recognition of the effort and the work, you know, and that that somehow turns into uh, respect for your craft, you know. The rest, it's, um, I don't even know what's up to, you know, like what what is it, you know, so yeah, I think that I, I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, that was a that's a really beautiful way to put it. Um and, and I think that's you know that's the perfect place to 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 end here. Um, yeah. but thank you so much thank you. for talking to us. Uh, we're really looking forward to the, the cover and the podcast and everything. Uh and congratulations on this role again. Thank uh, you. Really, really, really astounding. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, as always, to our brilliant producer, Jamie Muffet, and to the whole team at Backstage, Samantha Sherlock, Mark Stinson, Caitlin Watkins, and of course, Casey Howe. Visit Backstage.com. And don't forget, you can subscribe to Backstage with code ENVELOPE at checkout for a free trial. 100% free. You simply cannot beat that. For more exclusive content, find us on Facebook and Twitter at In the Envelope, and subscribe, share, and leave a comment. 
Who should we interview next? Let us know. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time for another peek in the envelope.